Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Telegraphlocal.com's daily news briefing. So yeah, so um, I know we launched a, an episode Friday and we had some uh, some technical difficulties. It's to be expected sometimes. Obviously, no one's perfect. So if you did experience those, we apologize completely for all of that unnecessary ruckus. However. We are back today, as we will be every single day, Monday through Friday at noon, except holidays like yesterday, because just like you, I want to be in the sun too. So therefore, we did not do a show yesterday, and it is because of that, that one reason why we have tons of crazy news to talk, well, I take that back. We have tons of crazy news to talk about every day when it comes to the United States and politics. That is for sure. Looking over all the notes and everything I printed out for this show is going to be interesting. Um, Topics today are going to include Trump threatens to pull Republican convention out of North Carolina and hydroxychloroquine, Trump and COVID-19, what you need to know. Those are the two topics we're going to cover in detail today and some other miscellaneous news to begin with. Uh, Keep in mind that everything we talk about can be found on telegraphlocal.com, the only real opinion-free news outlet. So if you want to connect the dots between what we talk about here and if you want to read that uh, in larger detail, just go to telegraphlocal.com, click on our politics section, and all of this will be in there in our own staff writer's writing. So you can go back and check yourself. Anyway, that being said, I don't know where to begin today. I have tons of notes. Um, It's just like, I just, I mean, I was looking at the news today and I'm just like, Jesus, God, help me. Just, man, you know, just leave the gun and take the cannolis kind of day. Um, I want to start off by saying something that led the news this morning. And and I want to bring in the topic on this because we did talk a little bit about it on Friday about uh, Andrew Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, the great governor of New York State. Um, which includes New York City and other boroughs, made a statement he backed up uh, and said that we all failed. So it's kind of frustrating me. I'll tell you why. Because simply, people today want to pass the buck, right? They want to make themselves, when they fail, they want to compare it to other failures. They can't just say, oh, I failed. I screwed up. I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have pretty much sent you know, thousands of, of elderly patients to their death in a nursing home. I shouldn't have done any of that stuff. Instead, he says his statement is we 
we all feel. And I'm not saying that's not true. There was a lot of failure. And you can call it whether it's a mistake or it's not a mistake or however you want to classify what happened. It's been 100 years since we've had a disaster, a catastrophe of such level in this country. No one knew how to do it. No one knew how to handle this. Everyone did their best. It goes from Andrew Cuomo to all the way up to the president, um, Governor Whitmer, so on and so forth. All these people, all these, 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 these higher office individuals made the choices they thought at the time were the best choices. Now, you can say, oh, my God, that's not true. Cuomo's this, Cuomo's that. Eh, save it. All right, save it. Reason being is because the decisions he made had to be made fast. He didn't have other stats in front of him to say, okay, well, if we do this, this is going to happen. If we don't do this, this isn't going to happen. The same as President Trump. Whitmer, on the other hand, uh, you know, being able to go to the liquor store and buy lottery tickets, but not be able to go to Home Depot and buy paint, I just, I, I don't understand that. I, I never will. I, I don't, any rational person, I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, should be able to understand that type of um, thought process, I guess. You know, and then over the weekend, of course, her husband tries to get his boat out of out of uh, out of harbor there, so he could take it out. He, he calls the boathouse and he he tells them that he needs his boat out immediately as quick as possible. And he wasn't rude about it. It wasn't like he called and demanded it. Um, he did drop, you know, the I'm Governor Whitmer's husband routine. But hell, I would have too. Why not? If I was married to the governor, I would use the same pole because it might work. The only issue is that the boat's in northern Michigan. And they live about 150 miles away. And Governor Whitmer gave a directive that people should not flock to the beaches all over the state because some places are infected and some places aren't. But yet her husband was trying to sneak the boat out. So, yeah, other than that, you know, so on and so forth. Um, markets are in great shape today. Great early signs. The economy is coming back to life. The Dow is over 25,000, trading over 25,000, which to me is kind of impressive. We've gone through the worst disaster in modern history. This is worse than, way worse than 9-11 as far as deaths, as far as the impact on the economy. And the Dow's still trading over 25,000. I think that has a lot to do with who's in charge of the country right now. You know, when Trump got elected, everyone swore that the economy was going to tank, that the Klan was going to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue, um, that we were going to have drama, bombs dropped on us, that Roe versus Wade was going to be overturned. These were all scare tactics used, and none of it was true. In fact, everything went the opposite way, everything. I've never seen an economy so strong, especially given what the economy is going through right now. 30 million plus people are, out of, are, are, are not employed right now. They're unemployed. But the Dow is still trading over 25,000. Yeah, it's trading a lot lower than it was a year ago, but there's not much difference between where the Dow was when Trump got elected and where it is now. So whether you hate the guy or not, you know how I vote? When I vote for a president, my first question is, Will I have more money if I vote for this person? Will my bank account be bigger? Will my paychecks be bigger? If I lose my job, do I have a chance of getting another job fairly easily? That is a huge criteria when I go to cast my vote. And I have a strange suspicion that it's the criteria of a lot of other people. <clears throat> Businesses are starting to open back up. The curve is pretty much flat. Yeah, there's some, there's some places like Georgia that are starting to go up, and there's reasons for that, reasons we'll get into in another show. I don't want to get this all clogged up today by talking about COVID-19 because I'm kind of sick of it, and I think everyone else is. You know, on, on the holiday this past weekend, 
I think the vast majority of us were outdoors. We were outdoors because we wanted to be. And we have yet to see a spike. Now, granted, it takes a few days. It takes up to 14 days to see that. But something is telling me 14 days from yesterday, we're not going to see the spike that people claim we were. On the most part, because COVID has been shown not to really spread outdoors. And the heat helps kill it, helps control it. So where's the safest place to be? Outdoors. People right now are not going to hospitals. People are not being treated right now for very serious conditions, conditions that are life-threatening. Diabetes, chest pains, cancer screenings, children's vaccinations, all because of this scare tactic that a billions and millions and trillions and gazillions of people were going to die and contract this illness, and the whole world was going to end. The world was going to end because of COVID-19. Now we're finding out differently. It's time to get things going again. It's time for businesses to open back up. It's time for people to go back to work. I spent a couple years as a bartender in Washington, D.C., one of the funnest funnest jobs I ever had. One of the greatest and coolest experiences I ever had. My ability to talk to the everyday average person, not knowing who they are or what their background was, became such a, how can I say this, such a great benefit moving forward in life. And I know I have a lot of friends now who are still bartenders. They're career bartenders. And when you're in towns like D.C. or New York or Philly, Uh, or L.A. or Miami, it is a very lucrative job. You make plenty of money. But even with that, after three months, everybody's money is running low. People need to get back to work. States have spent billions of dollars because they were not prepared for a crisis such as COVID. How are they going to get that money back? Through taxes. Now, you can either get it back through sales tax, or you can get it back through raising taxes yet again. Which do you think they're going to do? Now, give it, you know, I'll give them this. They knew that when they spent all this money, billions and billions of dollars, that the government was going to pick up the tab for about 75%. But do you think that's going to make a big difference when it comes time for them to collecting? Do you think they're not going to use the excuse of, oh, my God, you know, we spent so much with COVID. We, just, we have to get it back. You know, this is a united cause. It helped us all. The reality of it is it didn't help us all. It screwed 90% of the country. Tens of millions of people are out of work now. It's just retarded. It's retarded. That's what I think about that. Worst part is, is that states like Colorado and New York were caught adding people to COVID deaths that were not even COVID deaths. So now you, you can't even trust the numbers. The numbers aren't even trustworthy. How can you trust government agencies and reporting agencies when those who are reporting them are telling you the truth? They're lying to you. So how many people really have died from COVID? We'll never know the answers to that because no one's going to go back and correct it. Sure, they might mention it. They might correct it a little bit, but no one's going to go back and correct all of the COVID death. Because to be honest with you, once it's marked and people are in the ground buried, do we really know we're going to dig them back all up and do autopsies? Come on. I mean, states like California paid $400,000 to turn an arena into bed space for COVID patients. 
A huge arena. You know how many beds they actually used in this this COVID cool hospital? Thirty. Thirty beds in an arena they spent almost a half a million dollars to turn into a COVID nineteen hospital. Give me a break, people. USS Comfort. Federal government spent tens of millions of dollars getting this thing ready, up and going, stocked, getting doctors in there, sailing it all the way up to New York State. All the way into Manhattan, it, it, it sailed. Steamed right on in the harbor there. How many beds were used? The, the, the Comfort, the USS Comfort stayed 90% empty. What about all the hotel space that was rented out for homeless people to get them off the streets? Because everyone was afraid they were going to catch COVID-19. How much was spent on that? It's just ridiculous. This whole thing's been a scam from day one. It sounds to me, sounds to me like someone's intentionally trying to take an economy for election purposes. But that's just my opinion. We'll see how that opinion turns out in a few months. But it sounds a little sketchy to me. Anyway, we've got a quick commercial break coming up. Then we'll come back and we'll get into this cool stuff. I am Bart. I am your host for Unredacted, TelegraphLocal.com's daily news broadcast. We'll be back in a few minutes. Stay tuned. Guys, we're back from that awesome short commercial break. Got to love them. Got to love them. But we got to let you know that if you're listening to this podcast, the only news you should be reading is telegraphlocal.com. I am Bart. I'm your host. We're going to go ahead and knock out some of these daily news topics. And this one's been in the news fairly recently, as of like an hour ago. Trump threatens to pull Republican convention out of North Carolina. We all know that Trump loves North Carolina. I mean, why not? North Carolina seems to love President Donald Trump quite a bit. I'm going to go into the story. I'm just going to kind of read it a little bit here and there. Now, keep in mind, this story, as well as many others, are pushed on telegraphlocal.com. Just go there, click on our opinion-free 
politics tab, and you can read all about this stuff to go back over today's uh, story highlights and kind of recap for yourself. Trump, Trump threatened to move the RNC if the governor does not immediately sign off on allowing the event to commence in August at full capacity. So the issue here is Trump wants to be able to hold the RNC convention, right? The Republican National Convention, and he wants to make sure the House is packed. And I'll be honest with you, anywhere he goes, he seems to have a full house. Now, you can call them deplorables or whatever the case may be. The fact is that Trump followers are extremely loyal, and Trump followers are going to go out and vote. I guarantee you, when it comes to Election Day in November, the people voting for Trump are going to be lined up around the block for days before it starts. He has a passionate following. You can hate him or love him. He has got a huge, passionate following. There's no way to dispute it. A heck of a lot stronger following than the Democratic Party seems to have right now. You have a, a, a presumptual, presumptual presidential nominee from the Democrats, VP Joe Biden, who is hiding in his basement, and he's giving talks. And they're not turning out too well. I'm not sure who is helping him with these talks, but they're kind of crummy. Um, they are plagued with all types of audio issues and visual issues, background noise, things of that nature. Now, don't get me wrong. Anytime you're doing something live, there's a chance something could happen, as in background noise or audio issues. But with the kind of money that his campaign has, you would think that it would be a lot better. I don't really understand that. So we have the RNC meeting in August. We already know that Trump is going to be the, the headliner there. He's going to be the, the incumbent nominee. He is going to be the guy that we are going to be voting for, or the guy that we're going to be voting for is going to be the presumptual nominee of the Democratic Party, DP Joe Biden. Those are our two choices this voting cycle, regardless. Unless Joe Biden catches COVID and collapses dead or has a heart attack, that's who are going to be our two choices. And that is what you need to look at. Put the politics in, in aside and just start looking at the facts. People who you know, my friends tell me all the time, I just can't vote for Donald Trump. Joe Biden is, in my opinion, way worse. But that's just my, and he's not, and he's not way worse because he's Democrat. I voted for Obama twice. I don't choose to vote for people just because they're Republican and Democrat. But you still have 25% of the party that is going to do that. 25% of Democrats are going to vote Democrat regardless of who is going to vote. You can't sway them. Republicans, 25% of Republicans are going to vote for someone who is just Republican. Why? Because you can't sway them, because they, no matter what, don't want to see a Democrat in office. True blue, hardcore Democrats do not want to see a Republican in office. Whether or not the, the, the candidate is good or bad, or if they think they're going to lose money, or if they think something worse is going to happen, they don't care. They don't care because they are going to vote for Joe Biden. The same thing with Republicans. So what you have to focus on is the 50% of logical people in this country, 50% of people who actually vote because they want to, because they like or dislike what the candidate is saying. They feel comfortable and safe voting for someone. They think that they, when they vote for that one person, that what they need to get addressed, their concerns are going to be addressed. 
Now, we all know politics is nothing but a bunch of liars getting up on the stage. doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. They all lie. They all tell you things they want to do and they're going to do, and it rarely gets done. I think Trump, unfortunately, well, depending on how you look at it, unfortunately or fortunately, has done a lot of, accomplished a lot of the things that he was going to uh, accomplish, he said he was going to accomplish when he ran. Immigration reform and um, setting straight trade deals and digging into this whole Clinton saga. He thinks he's done. You know, the wall is going up. Whether you agree or disagree with it, he's accomplished that. The wall's going up. It's not all the way done yet. He didn't have the funding for all of it. But he had zero funding for any of it when he got into office, and yet he managed to get it done. So when the, the RNC comes to North Carolina, the amount of people he's going to have show up is going to far exceed the amount of people he can get into the arena anyway. It, all, it always does. Always. He always has more people show up than can get into any arena. He's had beyond packed arenas. Parking lots, sidewalks, across the street, down the block, a mile away, people line up in droves to see this guy. So the Democrat Party should really be asking themselves is why? Why is he so popular? Why does he resonate so well with Republican voters? If they can answer that question, they may have a chance of winning. The problem is the person, the puppet pretty much, Joe Biden's a puppet. So the puppet they put in place sucks. The guy, I don't care where you're at. I talk to my Democrat friends and they hate the, they don't hate the guy, but the guy sucks. They agree with me when they say the Demo, when I say the Democrat Party couldn't put anybody worse in the position. They have no one right now that has any type of, of pizzazz to them. Like Obama did. Obama rode the wave in. A lot of Republicans voted for him. That 50% margin of of Republicans that really vote because they want to see their topics get addressed voted for Barack Obama. If they didn't, he wouldn't have gotten elected. So how is the left going to win those votes? I know that when the RNC kicks off in August, I guarantee you that North Carolina is going to make exceptions and figure out ways for it to be safe. We know that if you wear a mask and stay six foot away, you know, humans have a self-preservation to them. They generally want to survive. We have that instinct. It's built into us. We generally want to survive. So if we want to survive, what are we going to do? We're going to wear a mask. We're going to stand six feet apart. We're going to wear gloves. We're going to do everything we're supposed to do. And I guarantee you in August, when the RNC kicks off North Carolina, there's going to be no difference between 2016 and 2020. Plans are being made by many thousands of enthusiastic Republicans and others to head to beautiful North Carolina in August. They must be immediately given an answer by the governor as to whether or not the space will be allowed to be fully occupied. If not, they will be reluctantly forced to find, with all the jobs and economic development it brings, another Republican National Convention site. So the Republicans, are, are they're, they're, they're bearing down. They're not going to budge on this. They're giving them a very small window to give a yay or nay answer. The National Convention side of Donald Trump both said, this is not something I want to do. I love the people of North Carolina, said Trump on the morning of Memorial Day, May 25th, via his favorite outlet, Twitter. 
you ask me, that guy should be ripped off Twitter quicker than – not ripped off Twitter, but he should be not allowed to use Twitter. I understand the reason why he does it is so he can get directly to his voters and to the general public. And to me, I think it's ingenious. Why the Democrats are not doing the same thing, why Joe Biden isn't pounding away at Twitter and doing it in a way that Donald Trump does it. He should be mimicking Trump. The only way to beat Trump is to be like Trump. And if you want to say, oh, that's a horrible thing to me, if you ask me, Joe Biden's worse than Trump. Sorry. If there was another Barack Obama up, you know what I think is going to happen? Biden's going to sit in the sidelines and be quiet, sit in his basement. And he did make an appearance and hung a wreath this weekend. Congratulations. Good for him. But he's going to sit there until they elect the vice president. And what do you bet the vice president's going to be a black female, which is not good or bad? The problem I see with that is that we should not pick candidates based on the color of their skin or whether they're male or female. We should pick running mates and candidates based on their ability to get the job done. We voted for Barack Obama, didn't we? I did. Because of his ability, we thought at the time, to get the job done. You know, some may agree or disagree with him getting the job done. I'm not going to get into that because that's your own decision. That's what you should make up on your own, in your own mind. Did he? A lot of people feel he didn't. A lot of people feel that he did. And that's fine. And that's not going to change. No matter what we say, no matter what any radio show says, that 25% of Democrats and Republicans are never going to change their minds. Are you that 25% or are you the rational 50%? The president and his tweets, man. I tell you what, dude. I, I don't know what his infatuation with this. I just it baffled me. You know, I don't follow him on Twitter. I don't because I don't really care. Um, I can get all the news I need by reading it. And um, so I choose not to follow his Twitter. And I choose not to follow his Twitter because I find it kind of annoying. That doesn't mean I'm pro or anti-Trump. I happen to like the job Trump has done so far. Uh, has he made some mistakes? Absolutely. He's made a lot of mistakes. But what president hasn't? So am I going to say, ah, I can't stand Trump because he made, a, he made some mistakes? I'm not going to say that because if that's the case, I would bash every other president I voted for. I would bash them just the same, Bush and Obama and Clinton. You'd have to because none of us are perfect. You know, people said, he doesn't look presidential. What the hell does that mean? Ask a cop what a criminal looks like or what a non-criminal looks like. He doesn't look presidential. I, I just don't. Uh, he doesn't look presidential. What in the hell does that mean? <laughs> I just don't get it, man. I just don't get it. So there were reports that Trump was considering moving the RNC to Doral in Miami. This was circulated by such people as Joy Ann Reed and a couple others via Twitter. Of course, the obvious Twitter people came out to comment on that. Please, not Trump Doral. We already have to deal with the coronavirus and hurricane season down here in South Florida. The last thing we need is Trump and the RSC, too. Tweeted by Joanne Reed. This is a direct response to President Trump and to other comments on Twitter. I kind of agree with them. They've already got the coronavirus and the hurricane season. Do they want to deal with millions of people bringing tax dollars to their state? Man, I guess I guess green doesn't matter when it comes out of Trump supporters' wallets, right? I guess that 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 Florida and Miami in general doesn't need tax dollars right now 
to help get through COVID and the upcoming hurricane season, which, by the way, according to the National Weather Forecast, is going to be crazy this year. Twelve major storms, six hurricanes, with three hurricanes of them being major. So do you think they need tax dollars? I guess they don't need tax dollars from Trump or Trump supporters. That's just the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Please don't come. Don't come. We don't want your tax dollars. We don't want the, the money we're going to make from all the hotel rooms we rent and all the beer that the, 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 the according to, to Trump haters, ignorant hillbilly rednecks are going to drink. We don't want that in Florida. We don't want that in Miami. We want Trump and his supporters to stay far away because we already have hurricanes. And the coronavirus, still, like any state on the East Coast, doesn't have hurricanes. I lived on the East Coast for over 20, actually over 30 years. People's comments cracked me up. However, Trump did directly refute any notion that he would like to move the RNC to Doral of his own choice. Now, keep in mind, of his own choice. So he's not saying he will or won't. So really, the reports that Trump is considering the moving to RNC to, to Doral in Miami may very well be true. He certainly didn't refute that he was thinking about it. He refuted any notion that he would like to move the RNC to Doral of his own choice, his own choice. So in other words, if North Carolina can't come up with a, a way to make sure that he gets, you know, his millions of supporters crammed into a, to an auditorium in August, to a huge stadium in August, and pack the streets and the blocks around it, chances are he's probably going to end up in Miami. Now, we don't know. I don't have a crystal ball, and nor do I claim to have a crystal ball. But it kind of sounds legitimate to me. He wouldn't say I have zero interest in moving the Republican National Convention to Doral in Miami, as falsely reported by fake news, in order to stir up trouble. Now, he gave a fake news outlet. I'm not going to mention it because it's not our job to bash other media outlets. I'm not going to do that. He has zero interest in moving it. But he also said of his own choice. So I don't think he has zero interest in moving it. I take that back. He may have zero interest in moving it, but he's got a contingency. And chances are that contingency would be in Miami. So the listeners here today listening in Miami, Trump might be closer to you than you think he would be in any normal circumstances coming in August. I'm not sure how that makes you feel. I don't see why you would care. But apparently it's a huge ordeal because Miami – doesn't want those big, mean, horrible Trump supporters. Trump supporters to come down and see them. They don't want that. All right, guys, we're going to head off for another quick commercial break. I promise it'll be just as quick as the last. We don't have a lot of advertisers here, so don't worry. This is pretty much just our own gig, for now anyway. We are getting some interest, but we'll see how that goes. Anyway, let's go for a quick commercial break. We'll be back in about uh, 60 to 90 seconds, and we'll head into our next big topic about COVID-19 and Trump. Um, and this is actually going to be a pretty good topic because we're going to go into some, some statistics and some details here that I think you really need to hear. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
brought to you by Telegraph Local, telegraphlocal.com. The web's only real opinion-free breaking news platform. At Telegraph Local, our team reports and delivers real facts for real reporting. In this day and age, facts are extremely important. Facts matter. Real news matters. The only real place to find these facts is on telegraphlocal.com. So if you, like many, many, many others, are tired of the same misconstrued reality of the world and of the current aggressive political landscape, come on over to telegraphlocal.com. We'd love to have you. Read, comment, share. Telegraph Local, your opinion-free news headquarters. All right, guys, I am back. Lucky me. My name is Bart. I'm your host for Telegraph Google's new podcast, Unredacted. Now, let me be clear. You know, we are an opinion-free news site. TelegraphLocal.com that delivers all of your daily late-breaking opinion-free news is, in fact, opinion-free. This podcast is not opinion-free. So before you start uh, (laughs) sending me more emails to the two listeners that we may have right now, before you start sending me emails telling me about, oh, we're supposed to be an opinion-free news site, but your show is not opinion-free. Of course it's not. Do you know how boring an opinion-free radio show would be? An opinion-free podcast would be so – I would fall I would fall asleep. I would sound like Dan Rather in 1970. That's not the point of this. The point of this is to have our opinion-free news site that has all opinion-free news, and it does. You can read it. TelegraphLocal.com, check it out. But we wanted to be able to grow on that. We wanted to be able to talk more about the actual, all the articles that we post every day that our staff writers and contributing writers and other people help us put together and get live on our site for free that you can read. This show is a fun show to talk about the news, to give some opinion, to have a few laughs, to look at the idiosyncrasies and the idiocracy of media today. That's what we're doing here. So if I get off air and look and see 10 more emails about how oh, this is not an opinion-free show, I don't care because I just told you that this show is not opinion-free. Not opinion-free. Okay? Thank you. I feel better now. My rant is over. So we have an article here, um, and this was actually posted May 19th, but I went back to it because I wanted to cover it. I wanted to cover it last week, um, but it was our first show, so I didn't. I wanted to cover it on Monday, but yesterday was a holiday, so I didn't. So here we are today. Um, May 19th, uh, one of our staff writers, Rachel Brooks, actually wrote this article. And the article, is, it talks about hydroxychloroquine, Trump and COVID-19, what you need to know. But I went a little beyond. I pulled some facts out, and I want to go over these facts. What is hydro Hydroxychloroquine. What is it? Hydroxychloroquine. What a name. Why do people, why do people that make medicine, why do you medicine people out there always make these crazy long names and stuff? Why can't you just call it malaria treatment one? Or use the year it was discovered. 
Malaria Treatment 1962. Why does it have to be hydroxychloroquine? Can't you make it simple for us? But what is hydroxychloroquine? What is it? First of all, it's a drug, obviously. It's mainly used to treat malaria, but it's used to treat other things as well. But the most important thing here is this drug has been around for 60 years. For 60 years, we've been using this drug. You have doctors that were, oh, this is this. You have, you have newscasters, opinion shows like mine, going around saying, oh, my God, this is horrible. He could die. This is not healthy. This is horrible. This has not been proven to treat this drug. You're right. It hasn't been proven to treat the drug. It's shown some progress, some positivity and some tests, but it has not been proven to treat COVID-19. You are absolutely right. But it also hasn't been proven not to treat it. It hasn't been proven not to help with the symptoms. It hasn't not been proven not to. There's some double negatives for you. So why would it hurt? A White House doctor has to, a doctor in general has to, you can't go to CVS or Rite Aid or Diane Reed or Dwayne Reed or the Reed sisters and get this over the counter. It's not like buying Sudafed. You have to get it prescribed by a doctor. A doctor has to sign off on this. Who do you think is probably one of the best doctors in the world? Think maybe the White House doctor is pretty damn good? No, he couldn't be good, right? Let me guess. Trump held him down and, and, and DDT'd him and, and, and threw his foot on his throat on, in, the, in, the, in the Oval Office onto the carpet and said, if you don't prescribe me this, you're fired. You're fired. Trump's famous last words. Does any logical person think he actually did that? If that is true, you might want to start rethinking your logic. That didn't happen. And if it did, I'm sure it would be leaked by a thousand people who currently work at the White House. That would be front page news. Ronnie Jackson slammed, put in a headlock by Donald Trump. And then got... When he was down on the ground and, 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 and screaming for mercy, trying to tap out, Donald Trump Jr. put him in a leg twist. And then Melania Trump jumped on him and tickled him to death just so he would write a prescription for hydroxychloroquine. Yes, it happened, folks. Read the Washington Post, front page news. I'm just kidding, by the way. That never happened. It was never reported by the Washington Post. I was just trying to make a make a simple laugh, so I could have just a jolly laugh. <laughs> the reality of it is, is that this is a prescribed medication. The White House doctor, whose name is Ronnie Jackson, is from Texas, and he is a Republican. He's 53 years old. He was appointed by Bush. He was in 06, and he was kept on by Obama who is a Democrat who held two consecutive terms in the White House, eight years long, was kept on the entire time, and now by Trump. So he has been trusted by George Bush. He's been trusted by Barack Obama for eight years, and now he's Trump's doctor. My question to you is if you 
had nothing bad to say about Ronnie Jackson during the Obama administration, that eight years. Why would you have something bad to say about Ronnie Jackson now? What would be the reason? Because you don't agree with him prescribing that? You don't think he knows what the medicine does? You don't think all the doctors in the world know what hydroxychloroquine, a drug that's been around for 60 years, does? We've never linked hydroxychloroquine to any deaths, unlike a lot of other medication people say, people use out there, that clearly says on the label could result in death. High blood pressure medication for one, diabetes medication for another. Ronnie Jackson, who is a father of three, went to Texas A&M and UTMB Health. He's also a retired Naval Rear Admiral. How can you think a man with this type of character and integrity would be um, pushed, for better words, convinced, in other words, to write a prescription for the most powerful man in the world? Do you think that he wants the most powerful man in the world to die? And do you think he wants that death to be on his hands over a six-year-old malaria medication called hydroxychloroquine? But let your heart not be worried because the vice president, he's not taking it. So if Trump croaks from hydroxychloroquine, then we always have Mike Pence. So lucky us, folks, lucky us. There's been some controversy over the U.S. President Donald Trump's decision to take hydroxychloroquine. It continues to surmount. As reported on May 19th, that, President, that Vice President Mike Pence will not follow suit with Mr. Trump, and he is not taking, taking hydroxychloroquine himself. Mr. Trump continues to administer the anti-malarial drug despite the FDA warnings against its prolonged use. So the FDA is weighing in. But what is considered prolonged use? Is two weeks considered prolonged use? It's kind of funny. People who have been addicted to painkillers have been taking them for years and years and years. Way longer prolonged use. Eventually they overdose and die because they take too much or they drink a bunch of booze and take a bunch and they overdose and die. This is not anywhere near the same with hydroxychloroquine. It has been proven many times to be a safe medication to actually take. And again, this article can be read on telegraphlocal.com. Just go to our website and click. The controversy continues to intensify as President Trump arrived at the Senate GOP lunch without a PPE mask. Now, look, I don't agree with him not wearing a mask. He should wear a mask. And it frustrates the hell out of me that he doesn't wear a mask. He should have worn a mask at the Ford plant. Now, understand why he does it. He does it to, in a true Trump typical fashion to be the outcast, to try to prove a point. That's what Trump does. But to be honest with you, everyone complaining, which is mainly left-wing media, that he's not wearing a mask, you ought to be happy. He could get COVID-19 and die, and then you wouldn't have to worry about it. He'd be dead, Donald President Trump. Your wish would come through. You don't have to worry about impeaching me more. He croaked because he was too ignorant not to wear a mask. So why all the hoopla over? Why? Because it's just something else that media outlets can complain about. That's all it is. There's something else for media outlets to complain about. Think about that. With everything going on in the world today, 
they choose the most mundane topic to complain about. Instead of just mentioning briefly, they spend shows, hours, days talking. It's like the days of our life. It just keeps going and going. never stops. Like Donald Trump's heart's not going to stop while he's in office. If the hydroxychloroquine doesn't kill him, not wearing a mask will. Oh, my God. Despite the fact that Trump appears to be resistant to wearing a mask, as stated, he will be required by the Ford company to wear a mask at their facilities during tomorrow's visit. We know that visit came and went, and he did wear a mask for part of it and didn't for the other. He wore a mask for the, for the part of it that was not open to the media, and he didn't wear a mask for the, for the part of the tour that was open to the media. The irony of Trump. The irony of Trump. We all know why he did it. Don't act like we did. And I'm not agreeing with it. I don't agree with it. I think it's very ignorant and stupid. Now, when I'm outside in public, if I'm on the sidewalk or at the beach or walking through this really cool cemetery down the street from my house, this really cool historic cemetery, to get away from all the noise of major cities, I don't wear a mask. But yet when I walk into a convenience store, I wear a mask. When I walk into the market, I wear a mask. Partly because they make us, and partly because the reality of it is, why not? What does it hurt for me to wear a mask? Now, you say, oh, well, the mask hasn't been proven to be effective. You're right. We've gotten a lot of mixed comments about that. The CDC first says it doesn't matter. Um, it's going to, in, in, in turn, it's going to, it's going to make us to stand closer to people, and we'll get the disease anyway. Then they come out and say, oh, we should wear a mask. So I don't know whether it's beneficial or not beneficial. I don't know. But I know if I wear one when I'm close to people, that it may help. And if it may help, that's enough for me. I was against it at first. I got in an argument with my girlfriend over it as we were walking into a liquor store. I didn't want to go because I would be forced to wear a mask. And that changed. After I thought about it, the next day, I was like, that's kind of stupid for me to think that way. Because if it could help me not get it, or more, I mean, I'm a pretty young, healthy guy. But if it could help me not give it to somebody else, that's more important to me, right? Because most people are good people. We don't want to hurt other people. We don't want to spread disease and germs to other people. Just like we want, don't want to put a gun to them at the ATM machine and steal their money. And we wouldn't want other people to do that to us. It's human nature. 99% of people are good people. So I wear one now. I wear one because the reality is, why not? What does it hurt? As of April 22nd, the use of hydroxychloroquine in a COVID-19 treatment capacity was inconclusive at best. As of May 19th, the NIH has issued more tests on the claimed drug. These tests began as early as April 9th, according to the news outlet, and have not appeared to release their final opinion of the drug's potential benefits at this time, so they don't know. So it's kind of like wearing a mask, right? I don't know if it's going to help or hurt. Well, we know it's not going to hurt. I take that back. Let me rephrase that. I don't know if it's going to help or not. But if wearing a mask is a why not, what's it going to hurt scenario, then if he's taken a couple weeks of hydroxychloroquine treatments, why not? If, if it's been given to him by a very well-known, very well-respected White House doctor in prescription, prescription form, and I'm sure monitored very closely because he is the president of the United States, what does it really hurt? While President Trump has not directly commented on his use of anti-malarial drugs today on his Twitter feed, which surprisingly, it is kind of surprising, he has addressed the WHO issue, the World Health Order. 
He posted a tweet that shows a photocopy of his letter to Dr. Tedros of the WHO, the World Health Order. The letter explains the circumstances of yet another COVID-19 controversial action on the president's part, namely the decision to cut funding for the WHO during the COVID-19 crisis. He's not cutting up, threatening to cut off funding because of this. He's threatening to cut off funding to the WHO because he feels, and there is evidence to support this, that they helped China suppress what was really happening way back in January, December 31st, actually. They helped China suppress the reality and the detriment of what was to come to where if the WHO would have stepped up to the plate and let the world know immediately what it actually was, maybe we could have gotten a cure for it. Maybe not a cure yet, but we could have started months earlier. And actually, by now, maybe we could have had a cure. You know, you're talking about nearly three months of, of, of Head Start we would have had on this thing. Or at least we would have known back in early January instead of late January to stop letting people from China in. What's funny about that, China blocked people from coming in. Or not from coming in, but it blocked citizens from walking around town. But it did not block Chinese nationals from flying to other countries, even though it knew how dangerous this was. This virus was very dangerous. It was spread very easily among humans. They knew this. And they kept letting people, Chinese people, fly to other countries, knowing that they could be carriers. So the whole WHO thing, oh, this is about hydroxychloroquine. No, it's not. That's crap. Not true. It's a lie. Anyway, let's take another quick commercial break. We'll be right back in a few minutes. Please hang tight, and we will get to the last part of the show. holidays. I'm your host for the show called Unredacted, where we kind of dig to the bottom of articles posted on our website each day, telegraphlocal.com. I don't know if we had other issues when it comes to recording today, but please bear with us as we make this podcast work, make it more of a reality, make it better. Make sure that we work all the kinks out. Sometimes it takes more than one or two episodes to do that. We work very hard to bring this stuff to you, 
So please, please try to look past that for the next couple of days to make sure that we get it down pat and go smoothly from there. And we appreciate all the listeners. Again, we're back every day at noon, Monday through Friday, except holidays and weekends for one whole hour, sometimes a little bit less. I hope that you like what we give you each day. I hope that you go to telegraphlocal.com and read and support us. We are totally ad-supported, which means we don't make money unless people view our pages. Tomorrow we have another good show for you. It's full of a whole bunch of stuff. So please feel free to tune in tomorrow or to download and share this continued podcast. And I hope you guys have a wonderful Monday considering what we've all had to go through the last couple months of our life and the economy gets back and going and we get back out and we are normal people once again coming up very soon. And that those of you who are struggling will not be struggling much longer. Until tomorrow, folks, signing off. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.